0: Hello everyone and thank you so much as always for clicking on this podcast and this particular episode of Joe Blogs about films, whether you're a first time listener long time listener, like I state on every episode, it means the world that you've clicked on, that you've spun, that you've shared, whatever it is, thank you so much for clicking on this podcast, it means the absolute world. Doctor Who returned over the weekend with its first in a series of episodes celebrating the show's 60th anniversary and it still doesn't really feel like it's been 10 years since Matt Smith donned the fez and had a fantastic back and forth with David Tennant's Doctor upon their arrival on the small screen together. Mind-blowing as that was it is still remarkable that the show is still thriving really considering it certainly has had a bit of a blip these last few years. Now a bit of background for me and my relationship with the man in the blue box. I grew up adoring this show not just the Russell T Davis era onwards but all that came before my dad was a big Peter Davison fan and so naturally that rubbed onto me and of course the Tom Baker era that, that's just a given I think everyone loves Tom Baker as, as Doctor Who but I really really did have a big Doctor Who background growing up but being how impactful you know, Doctor Who then became in the early 2000s onwards, it really was deflating and quite sad to see where the show ended up. You had two brilliant actors cast as the lead role since Smith departed, being Peter Capaldi and Jodie Whittaker. However, their doctors were given such dreadful storylines that during both of their respected runs, they just... I just turned off the show. It just wasn't fun. I just didn't return to watching the show, you know. I'd maybe watch a few catch-up videos on YouTube... But that's really all, as I just couldn't fathom some of the things that were happening on screen. Now, we flash forward to 2021, 2022, whichever it was, and it was announced that the legend, Russell T. Davis, was stepping back into the head chair, so to speak, and would be running things. I could already feel my excitement and relief ...at this news, knowing that the show was going to be in good hands and the stories would be actually really fun and bonkers. Added as well that not long after Davis's return, we get the announcement that Shooty Gatwa would be playing the Doctor, which again, astounding news, and one that I, I just can't wait to see him in the TARDIS, you know? But, then there was a twist. We wouldn't be getting Gatwa's Doctor just yet, as there was a few cards up the sleeves of the creative team. Upon Whittaker regenerating, she changed into a very, very familiar face. The face and skinny body of David Tennant, and you just knew that the fun was back. Usually, I would get sucked into theories and thoughts of just anything pop culture related, especially when it comes to film and TV and, and in respect of Doctor Who. Like, I mean, previously, I would have definitely have ran into, like, how has this happened? But for this time round. I just left it and I've just waited and waited for the show to start again, just eager to see what would unfold and just what you know was occurring with this old familiar face to return again. And I have to say that I was pleasantly surprised with this new episode titled The Star Beast aired over the weekend. The show had that fun feel back to it, it had laughs, action, explosive sets and terrifying monsters and one huge highlight, Donna Noble and her family were back in the mix. It was like taking a sip of nostalgia and basking in all its glory as Doc Two finally feels like the brilliant times of old... And I'm very excited to go over this episode a little bit more in depth, give you my thoughts on it. I'm not sure whether I'll do these reviews each week for the show, but we shall see because there's only three, so you never know. But again, thank you so much for clicking on this podcast. It really means the world. It's available on Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. As to rss.com, jump onto Facebook and Instagram, search Joe Blogs About Films, give us a like and follow on there. If you could too, hit the notification button, wherever it is that you listen to this podcast from. That would be ace. And finally, leave us a review on Apple, Spotify, or Google, wherever it is. Please, please, please leave us a review. That would mean the world. The Doctor is caught in a fight to the death as a spaceship crash lands in London. But as the battle wreaks havoc, Destiny is converging on the Doctor's old friend, Donna Noble. It's so jarring, really, to be talking about the Doctor and Donna again in 2023. It feels like we've literally time traveled back to 2008 for some adventure and laughs. There does seem to be a huge desire. For nostalgia these days, like that seems everywhere. Everyone's craving the 90s, this and that. Your favourite bands are reuniting, blah, blah, blah. And Doctor Who has only added to that, you know. And again, it is down to some fantastic work that the team have made behind this episode. It really does give off that nostalgic vibe, you know. Written by Rachel Talalay and written by Russell T. Davis. This episode brings you straight back into the thick of things with seeing Tennant's new iteration of the character, Land in Camden, instantly bumping into Donna and her daughter, who was aptly named Rose as well, which, again, that gave me a lovely reaction. I thought it was a lovely little touch. But it's these little nods here and there throughout that are sprinkled within this episode that it does just make you feel like the old band has got back together. It's obviously aided as well that all the returning cast members have fallen back into their roles absolutely perfectly. Tennant as the Doctor is like bread and butter to him, isn't it? He oozes... The doctor, whenever he puts on his skinny little suit and begins running either to danger or from it, saving his friends in the process. The balance that he can display and the range that he can display just of being you know laughing and jokey, quick-witted to then deadly serious and frightening it's just astounding it's always something that I found compelling. To watch him as the doctor, you feel like there's been some real darkness behind those eyes, and obviously Capaldi, he leaned more so into that, I would say. But with Tennant, it would just be these like short bursts of like darkness that you felt like he had been through some real, real shit. And there are times where he can just literally at the flick of a switch, he can go from one to the other, and it's stuff like that within his performance that really keeps you on your toes. Much like the writing of this episode, if I'm being honest, like the all way through, you were just like, where is this going? In a good way, of course, in a very, very good way. But going on adventures with the doctor it is amazing isn't it it's jaw dropping it's everything you want it to be but it's also deadly serious and things can escalate very very quickly being around him you know we all know just how good david Tennant is as this character and this first episode just dismissed any cause for concern of stepping back into familiar shoes and not being able to stick the landing there is not a chance of this because Tennant has grabbed the bull by the horns and he's having a blast once again and just a quick side note I bloody love his new suit for this interpretation of the Doctor, this new iteration of the Doctor. He looks absolutely stunning. And I also love the joke that Donna makes at him when they first bump into each other, you know, making a joke at the expense, stating that you can wear that kind of suit up until the age of 35 and not a day after. Or worse of that effect. It's always, always this in the skinny, man. But within this story, there's clear, there's definitely a reason why this face has returned. Now, we don't quite yet fully know, I think we don't anyways, but... Something has brought this face back and plonked him back to Donna. Catherine Tate, I felt, always got a bit of a bad rap. With Donna in the show, from from what I can remember, anyways, is that as a kid, you know, most of my peers and friends just weren't that fussed about her as a companion and found her quite annoying. For me, I've always liked that Donna and the Doctor were just best mates. You know, there was no love interest, no feelings of that kind, and it all was literally just revolving around two mates in a blue box traveling space and time. You know, that itself was a charm that the show desperately needed, and Catherine Tate ticked that box perfectly. Granted, I wouldn't say she was my favorite. You know, apprentice, but she had some excellent stories in that fourth season. You know, the episode Turn Left, I think it was called, that is up there as like a firm favourite of Doctor Who, recent episodes, anyways, which led nicely into those amazing climactic final episodes of that season with davros and the daleks it was just absolutely again writing this is what we've got to be excited for the fact that russell t davis is back who's penned so absolutely iconic iconic stories and ran you know head run the show during its real heyday that is where the excitement comes in and that again that is oozing in back into the show and that's when you're watching this episode like i say you're watching this first one back and i'm already like I can't wait for next week's. I want to see it straight up. I need to see what's happening, you know what I mean? But again, like Tennant, Catherine Tate has fallen straight back into that role as the loud and at times blunt <laughs> Donna Noble. She is fierce and won't back down from a fight, something that makes her a real standout and memorable Doctor Who companion. But this time round, Tate does get to explore a different side to her character. Donna has forever felt like something's been missing from her life and has never been able to fill that void or work out what exactly changed for her. Whereas obviously we the audience and obviously a family within the show we know that This is down to the Doctor having to clear her memory to save her, following her absorbing all of the Doctor's wisdom, which, put simply, would frazzle and melt her brain slash mind, killing her. You know, something that the Doctor couldn't and wouldn't let happen. And I really enjoyed how the episode played out with this side of the story, using this as the ultimate weapon in the end to save the day. You know, I thought all of that, the intricate details of why that was, why it is that Doctor's been led to Donna, was all for this moment, it worked fantastically well. And Donna now has a family too. She's still married to Shaw whom we saw in Tenant's last episode as the tenth Doctor, they were getting married. This and that. I thought it was really interesting. Just quickly mentioning that the the lottery ticket was brought up. That, she, that obviously she won one point six million or something daft like that. I Can't remember the exact number. But being that Donna, you know, took in all the Doctor's knowledge and wisdom, this that, and the other, she was she was the, obviously the Doctor Donna. But she too had still elements left over there, and she ended up donating all of that money to charity, other than buying herself a house, which I thought was again such a really really nice touch to to bring up those kind of things because these are the questions that you would be answering, like why is then Donna just, you know, making ends meet when she was clearly going to be a millionaire from the back of David Tennant's doctor giving her family the, the lottery ticket, this, that, and the other. But I thought it was really nice. I mean, even without the explanation of saying, Oh, it's because that she absorbed this doctor's wisdom, this that and the other, that she still had part of the doctor in there, which is why she wanted to help people, this and that. Even if they didn't say that and she just donated it because she still wanted to help people I still think that would have worked. I'm not saying that they shouldn't have done what they did and said, oh yeah, it's because of the Doctor's energy, da-da-da, but I still think it would have worked for a character had that not been the reason. If it was just a pure, simple case of she got this money, wanted to help people, couldn't really work out why she wanted to help people, but it's down to the fact that that's what she did for so long with the Doctor, that would have been enough, do you know what I mean? But I still thought it was a really lovely touch to include that, that explanation as to why it is that They aren't millionaires, not living the life of Riley. But that too as well. She's got a daughter titled Rose, played by Yasmin Finney. Now the inclusion of this character is again showing how Doctor Who... It constantly evolves, you know. Rose is transgender, and the stigma that she faces because of that, that is explored as well within this episode. Finn's performance is exceptional in this opening. Again, very excited to see them moving forward in the next few episodes. I'm not sure how long they're sticking around for, but I, again, I'm looking forward to seeing more. And I love the dynamic that they have with the family. In particular, you know, like Donna's mum, that's obviously the grandmother for Rose, she's still learning and is trying, and therefore making mistakes at times when it comes to Rose's identity. There's no Alice there at all. It's a genuine mistake that she at times makes when talking about Rose to Donna. And that, too, for me was a really lovely touch as it just showed how human we all are. We want to make sure that we understand everybody within this new climate, this new change, this new world. However, at times, we will slip up, and it was nice that the show depicted that. Now, Russell T. Davis recently opened up about having transgender represented in the show, stating, It's not just a Doctor Who thing for me, it's something I and a lot of other writers are very keen to do, to be progressive and to reflect more of society. It was just so powerfully meant to me, and I think she does the most amazing job, and it's an absolute privilege to work with her to get her on screen. There are newspapers of absolute hate and venom and destruction and violence who would rather see that sort of thing wiped off the screen destroyed. Shame on you and good luck to you in your lonely lives. And I don't think I could really put that any better, do you know what I mean? We have to keep representing, we have to keep moving forward with society, with the changes, it has to be done, and I think the best person to do that with the likes of things such as Doctor Who is Russell T. Davis. He's wrote some stellar, stellar work. If you've not seen everything that he's done before, or even missed a few things we should say, go check it out. He is a top, top writer, and I think that he has really, really captured this perfectly within Doctor Who. Finney is just a great addition to the ever-growing and ever-changing cast, and I loved their relationship with Donna. Donna stating as well that she would burn the world down for her was just so beautiful. But I want to quickly jump to the meek as well within this episode, because obviously it is Rose that, that finds the meek, that brings the meek into the fray, this, that, and the other. I thought the meek, this alien creature, which seemed very warm and friendly and cuddly to begin with, you know, I thought it was really great design. It looked wonderful. It looked really, really real. You know, I could see the toy sales already, only for it then to turn into pure nightmare fuel in a split second that was such a clever little twist very nice very nice stuff indeed and i wasn't expecting it to be the villain of the piece but this is where davis's writing comes in just when you think you know and you think oh i've got this sussed out there's a there's a, just a cracking curveball thrown in and i've missed that from doctor Who. i really have missed that the cgi as well the overlay on the practical creature looked fantastic In addition to all of this as well, being that the budget has gone up, the new TARDIS interior, I adored it. I think it it certainly had an absolute mega glow up. It feels old but new, and that's the same as well for the Sonic Screwdriver, some very cool new features which progresses the show further within the sci-fi genre. There was just so much to enjoy with this first episode, this first 6th anniversary special, you know, It's one of three. I can't wait to see what's coming because this has got off to an absolute flyer. The show definitely feels bigger and larger due to that new increase in budget making sets feel massive. But even with that big scale feel to it, it still too feels very grounded and small with the characters. It might sound strange... Saying it's big and small. I've said that before, you know, try like obviously contradicting myself, but what I mean is that they've managed to utilize the budget in a way that doesn't hinder the story with just massive set pieces. It's a joy to see these characters back, and I am so looking forward to the next few episodes, but also to the future of this show again. I would love to know what you thought of this new episode of Doctor Who. Are you excited for the next couple of episodes as well? It's looking like and shaping like to be a very good 60th anniversary celebration. David Tennant's back. Catherine Tate's back. I can't wait to see who else is going to be popping up in these next few episodes. More importantly, though, I can't wait to see Shooter Gatwa coming up as the next Doctor. I really, really can't wait to see what happens with 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 him With all of that, it's going to be fantastic. It's exciting to be Doctor Who again. There were parts of me at times where I was like, I did feel, as much as I was like, this is great, this is awesome, this is nostalgia through and through, I did kind of feel at times that, oh, you can definitely tell it's like aimed at a much younger demographic, but we should know that Doctor Who is. You know what I mean? like It caters to everyone, but the main thing is that it's going to be for younger, younger viewers. And I think that... I'm so happy for the younger generation again because I just feel like I remember how old I was when I was watching, you know, like David Tennant, Matt Smith, Chris Franklson, whatever. That that was peak, you know what I mean? That was so, so bloody good. And there's going to be kids of that same age that are going to enjoy it all the more. Do you know what I mean? So very, very exciting. It's great to have the team back. Great to have the band back together. I can't wait to see what happens next with Doctor Who. But thank you as always for listening to this episode. It really does mean the absolute world. Let me know your thoughts on it, as I say. Looking forward to seeing what happens next. Do keep in touch on the socials. But until the next episode, take care.